Welcome to the Lazy Pod Podcast. It's the Lazy Pod Podcast, where we recap every single episode. We'll go behind the scenes and talk about how the series began, and interview cast and crew members to find out what they're up to now. This is the 20th anniversary of the first broadcast of Lazy Town, so let's celebrate Sportacus, Stephanie, Robbie Rotten, and all their friends from Lazy Town. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Lazy Pod Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lazy Pod Podcast, where we'll explore everything about Lazy Town, the show that featured Sportacus, Stephanie, and the classic villain, Robbie Rotten. I'm Mark Valenti, head writer for Lazy Town. With this podcast, I'm going to be talking about every single episode of Lazy Town that was ever filmed with behind-the-scenes facts and stories about what it was like to film those episodes in a soundstage in the middle of a lava field in Iceland. Along the way, I'll interview some of the stars of the show, the puppeteers who made the characters come to life, and we'll have some surprise guests. And I'll be inviting some fans of Lazy Town to come onto the podcast to give their thoughts about their favorite episodes. Start us off, we're going to take a look at the episode called Welcome to Lazy Town, which provides the fans with the backstory of how Stephanie and Sportacus came to Lazy Town. As with most episodes, we start in the airship, kind of a random opening. Usually we try to be more clever than this one, but this was early in the show's life, and we were still defining the kinds of things that Sportacus would do in the airship. So if you watch the episode, you'll notice a lot of flipping and jumping, lots of acrobatic moves. Every now and again, we would take a day, maybe on a Saturday, and just film a lot of those stunts that would, you know, keep in a bank of shots and then we could pull them out to match whatever Sportacus was doing. And so this episode was actually not the first one we filmed, but very early on, we knew that we needed to have an episode that explained how Stephanie came to live in Lazy Town. So as the show opens, we see all the Lazy Town kids in Pixel's room playing a video game. And they've obviously been playing the game for a long time. And when they're finished, what do they do? They start the game all over again. So we cut to the mayor's office where Bessie Busybody is on the phone spreading gossip to her friends while the mayor is busy with a feather duster cleaning the place. Notice Bessie calls him Mayor Meanswell and he calls her Miss Busybody. And this was apparently before they started to feel feelings for each other and so they're still very formal. And this is an important part of the Lazy Town lore. Mayor Meanswell points to a photo of his niece Stephanie that's on his desk. He says... She will be coming to Lazy Town, as he says, to, quote, stay with me. It's never explained why she's coming to stay with him. If we don't learn about her parents or if she has siblings, she's just described as coming to stay. So Bessie warns Milford that he doesn't have any idea how to raise a child, and he doesn't seem a bit worried about it. And based on his experience with the kids of Lazy Town, all children do is stay inside and play video games all day, eating sweets. How hard can it be? She starts giving Milford tips on how to take care of kids, and this is the first time we see the puppeteers who worked on those characters actually use their hands. Milford holds a pen in his hand, and he takes notes while Bessie runs down the list. It wasn't easy for the puppeteers to handle things in their actual hands, because fans of the show will recognize how difficult it must be from seeing photos of the puppeteers having to work underneath those puppets. They were gigantic. You know, from a traditional puppet point of view... 
So in order to not only work the bodies and the faces of the puppets, they had to double up beneath the puppet and have one of them work the hands, maybe two of them from either side, plus working with the main puppeteer for that character. There was not a lot of room beneath the sight line of the camera. So <clears throat> now we cut to Robbie's lair, and if you listen closely, you'll hear this deeply maniacal laugh coming from Robbie, a kind of disturbingly evil laugh that we never really heard again in the show. Later episodes, he wasn't evil, he was just silly. But here he is in the lair, pulling a giant piece of cake out of his little microwave oven. Checks out various places in Lazy Town with his periscope to make sure there aren't any kids outside playing. And even in this early episode, we can see sparks of the brilliance and comedy timing that Stephen Carl brought to the role. He's so funny. He's able to take Robbie right to the edge of being a villain without being too frightening. Next, we see Stephanie arriving in Lazy Town, walking past empty playgrounds, empty parks. She's greeted by her Uncle Milford, and we learn that she has arrived in Lazy Town by train, a train we never actually see through the course of the series. Robbie watches the scene unfold through his periscope, and he's not happy. Stephanie seems perky and energetic, and Robbie doesn't like kids who, who have a lot of energy. Stephanie enters her bedroom for the first time. It's a room that coincidentally is full of the color pink, which matches the pink of her hair and her outfit. And she says she would like to play, and the mayor hands her a deck of cards so she can play. He says, have a nice summer, and walks out. And that would seem to indicate that Stephanie is only supposed to be staying in Lazy Town for the summer. And that's a plot point that was never addressed again in the show. So when Stephanie tells the mayor she wants to find some kids to play with in her town, he tells her it's useless. Nobody does that in Lazy Town. She can't believe what she's hearing. It must be some kind of a mistake. As she leaves, Milford worries about her, fearing that she may play so much that she'll actually get tired. So Stephanie goes outside and she meets Ziggy, who tells her how much he loves candy. And she wants to know where all the kids are and why nobody's playing. Robbie Rodden overhears this and panics. Stephanie is brought to Pixel's house by Ziggy, and this is where we see Pixel falling for Stephanie the very first time he lays eyes on her. And this storyline was never followed up in any way. It was too difficult to have, you know, a budding little love story in the middle of all the other storylines we needed to tell. It would have been a distraction from the other important ones. So, Stephanie asks the kids if they would like to play soccer outside, and she says how fun it is to go running and jumping. And this leads right into the song for the show, Life is Full of Games. Stephanie shows the kids how fun it is to move and play while Robbie sneaks around and can't believe what he's seeing. It's, it, it's the worst thing that could happen to him. So while Stephanie sings, she does some cool choreography that sets up the kind of dancing we'll see her do in later episodes. And Robbie breaks into their game and he tries to bribe the kids away from playing with a fistful of candy. It works with Ziggy, who grabs the candy and leaves, and Pixel's bribed with a brand new video game. He turns to Stingy and tells him that Pixel's game actually belonged to him. Stingy. And he gets upset and he rushes after Pixel. It's the first time we hear St Stingy say his famous line, It's mine. Robbie asks Trixie if she'd like to hear the sound of a ball breaking a window. She gets excited and takes the ball, running off to break a window with it, which we hear that sound a few seconds later. So Stephanie's upset with how Robbie sent her new friends away, and she sadly sings a reprise of the song and then heads to her room to write in her diary. Her uncle comes in to ask her why she's sad. She says, Lazy Town is a little strange. It's kind of messy. 
This prompts Milford to offer the suggestion that he, in his mayor role, will do something to clean the town up. But Stephanie says that's not the real problem. The bigger problem is none of the kids play outside. And Milford says he has an idea. He talks about a legendary person, a hero who comes from an island in the North Sea, which we included in the story to describe Iceland, where we shot the show. Milford talks about the hero having a number nine on his chest. And if people wanted to get in touch with this hero, they would write him a letter and send it up to his airship in a tube. Stephanie wastes no time, heads right to the mailbox where she shoots the tube into the air. Robbie watches in horror as the tube blasts up to the airship. Now we see Sporticus reading the note, and he pulls out a giant book where he reads about Lazy Town being in trouble and needing help. He writes a note back to Stephanie, turns the note into a paper airplane, sends it back to Lazy Town. So out from behind the clouds, the airship flies over Lazy Town, casting giant shadows below. Sporticus flips and spins right up to Stephanie, introducing himself as number 10. Next, we see Stingy and Trixie on a seesaw. Trixie's about to step off, sending Stingy flying, and this is the very first time the crystal on the chest of Sporticus lights up. He says the line that he'll become famous for, someone's in trouble. Sporticus somersaults across town, just in time to catch Stingy in his arms. Robbie doesn't like what he sees. He says he's going to find a way to get rid of Sporticook. He digs a hole so that Sporticus will fall in, but instead, Bessie Busybody walks by heading right for the hole. She falls in and Stephanie tries to save her with a rope, but the rope starts to fray and Sporticus has to flip back into town to save Bessie. The kids all gather around and meet Sporticus. Stephanie invites Sporticus to stay in Lazy Town and he happily agrees. Everyone cheers except for Robbie, who absolutely freaks out. Stephanie sings the Bang Bang song as the mayor and the kids get busy cleaning up the messes of Lazy Town. And this episode ends with Robbie in his lair, vowing that he will never be beaten by Sporticus and Stephanie, his two new enemies. So this wraps up Welcome to Lazy Town. I hope you enjoyed revisiting the story. If you'd like to offer your own thoughts about the episode, there's an Instagram account. Just type in LazyPod and you'll find it. And be sure to take the weekly poll that asks your opinion about this and other episodes. Look for us on Facebook under LazyPod. We want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your fan fiction, anything else you'd like to share about all things Lazy Town. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Lazy Pod podcast. In future episodes, we'll go behind the scenes with stories about how the scripts were brainstormed and written. We'll talk with the actors and crew members, and we'll have special episodes on the songs, the action sequences, the sets and props, and the studio itself. Make sure you go to bed by 8.08, and remember, there's always a way. The Lazy Pod Podcast.